Stay tuned for All Sports Talk. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm Agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and all of Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report, sponsored by Mike Tanzel at My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro, Smyrna, and all of Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report, sponsored by Mike Tanzel at My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. We put the all in all sports talk. From the preps to MTSU, we've got you covered. It's all sports talk on Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into All Sports Talk on this beautiful Monday in Murfreesboro. Tim Tackett along with Jeff Jordan, Jeff Rushmore Fans Heating and Air, and Lee Collin Financial Services with Edward Jones. Mr. Jordan, I understand you had a busy weekend. I'm not really here. You are here. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, I had a, had a busy weekend. Uh, uh, class reunion this, this week. Uh, with, uh, and got to see a lot of people I hadn't seen. And, well, in this case... Uh, a number of years because the COVID wiped us out, you know, a couple of years. Uh, but we had a, our uh, Central High School reunion and uh, had a wonderful time at uh, Royce and Susan Taylor's. And then we, uh, we hosted a breakfast at our house, Don and I did. And um, just, you know, just a lot of great people showed up and told a lot of stories, and some of them were true. For the ninety percent of the people that weren't around in the nineteen Thank you, Tim. late sixties, when Thank the you. Central High School was Central High School, that's where Central Magnet School is now, and it was the only high school in Murfreesboro, as opposed to the seven or eight we have now. Uh, well, <laughs> well, there was Holloway. Let's not forget Holloway. Oh, I'm sorry, you're uh, you're you're. you're uh, I, I did misspeak. You're correct. And let's see. Um, I'm not sure when Middle Tennessee Christian Schools started their high school. They started with an elementary school. Sometime around 1960 or so, and then expanded. But you're right; that that that's correct. Um, and it was um, uh, well for the for that that era was a, it was a large it was a large school. Today, it it wouldn't it wouldn't be anywhere near as large as Oakland Seagull, Riverdale, Blackman, and Rockvale. And Oakland Seagull and Riverdale and those are about to get even larger, aren't they? Yes, they're 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 expanding uh, with the building program over the next two or three years, and um, that's always up for discussion and debate and revision, of course, on the part of the school boards and and uh, the, the county commission. But uh, that is correct; they're going to add some classroom space, and yes, uh, that's good news for the football fans across the state. That Oakland, Riverdale, and you know Blackman are, are fixing to grow by five or six more hundred students, which means they have another base of students to draw from to, for a football squad right <laughs> that's a, and everything else too that's that's correct uh, titans to play tonight i think it's chip walters testing oh, the, the microphone chip walters is testing titans play tonight six fifteen. any real interest in that game uh well yeah I, I i follow them fairly closely um i uh of course we were just one game in and the game which uh, we had no business losing and succeeded in doing so um and we got a much tougher opponent tonight i think in buffalo maybe maybe the best team in the well, right now i think the power ratings would suggest that they're there if not one they're 
going to be two or three in anybody's poll, wouldn't you think? I would think so. And uh, we're going to have to go to Buffalo. Uh, but as someone reminded me yesterday, we played Buffalo last year. We played them the year before, and we beat them both times. And we were a, a an underdog both times. Yeah, so we're, we're the underdog tonight, I think. Now, this is rather unusual in the pros. I think the last time I looked at it, I believe it was ten and a half points. That's a lot. That's a lot of points in the in the pros for sure. Yes. So, so Jeff, just exactly how many wings could a Buffalo a Buffalo Wild Wings could a Titans team eat if they just chose to sit down and chow down? Well, I have no idea, but probably a, <laughs> a lot. lot of chicks, chickens, <laughs> get their life. Uh, the past weekend, of course, nice win for Middle Tennessee on Saturday night for lots of reasons. Uh, nice to win, but it's nice to dominate and nice to have a nice crowd in front of it and and and, and play so well. Yeah, I don't know what kind of um, effect that's going to have on, on on Middle or Tennessee State at all. I, of course, I, I think they, they got Eddie George to coach, um, and he certainly didn't need the money. Um, they got him to help with fundraising because everybody sure. knows him, and he's a real gentleman and a, a really a, just a fine guy, sure, I, I understand. And his name will bring in uh, people to, to come to Tennessee State, perhaps, in the recruiting. Probably brought a few fans to the stadium on Saturday night, would you I imagine? I would think so, yes. Uh, although they usually come down here pretty good numbers. And, and, of course, their band is a tremendous draw. But I would imagine some sometime during that evening, if he didn't already know it, <laughs> Eddie George got home and thought, this is going to be a long road. And you know, he's right. And it, it, it's a real question. After the first game against James Madison, even the hardiest fans, which I'm one of, were questioning just how many games this team could win. Then Colorado State comes along, and Middle dominates Colorado State. Not a great football team, but a Mountain West team on the road. Certainly didn't expect that. I think Colorado State was a 10.5-point 10, 10 favorite in that game, and Middle's up 34 to nothing before you blink your eye. Then turn around against Tennessee State, and I made the comment to someone yesterday in church. I said, a bad football team does not beat anybody by 40 points, right? That's right. So how's this good football team do what they did against James Madison? That's that's the conundrum we've got, right? Yeah, it's it's a we we really don't know exactly what we got yet. I, I think I think that's really what you're trying to say there. I, I am think, saying I, that, and I think that's correct. I think that's right. Well, we feel better about it now than we did two weeks ago, for sure. I was was not at the ball game because I had this reunion thing. Uh, one reason I wasn't there, but uh, I had uh, uh, a granddaughter and her husband were there, and uh, they, they, of course, they went to support middle, of course, but they, they did tell me twice that after the first quarter, most people in the stadium were look, waiting for the band. Sure. And uh, I've seen that band, and so have you. Sure. And our band, which is real good. Yeah. And their band, which is the, the what do they call them? The aristocratic, aristocratic bands. Yeah, aristocratic bands. They are a, a serious. And they brought the sophisticated ladies with them, too. Well, <laughs> they're, they're pretty good. I've, I don't know how many times I've seen them, four or five times maybe. And uh, they're always very entertaining. You know, by, by far, and I've seen them a bunch of times, too, that was the biggest Tennessee State band I've seen, I think, ever. I mean, they, they there's a bunch of those people. Well, they have a good time, and they know what they're doing. I have to say that, and they know how to entertain. And I'll say this. At 42 to nothing, and the band's over, the stadium did uh, kind of yeah. clear out pretty good. I mean, there was not a lot to see because what happened, I, I predicted would happen. Middle Tennessee's going to run the football and run the clock. It's going to be a very dull second half. Tennessee State at some point in time is going to decide, we, we need to just run the football and run the clock, right? <laughs> yeah. Get out of and here. And that's kind of what happened. It, it, a three-hour and five-minute football game never happens in college football anymore, Jeff. That's what happened Saturday night. Well, I was delighted to get the win. I felt like we would get the win. Um, I, I, and I, matter of fact, I guess the first three games came out about like I thought they would. I, I thought we'd lose the opener. Didn't really know that much. Not by about, that number, though. No, no. I, I didn't think we'd go out and dominate Colorado uh, State, but but I, think, I thought we'd win, and we did. And I thought we'd win Saturday, and we did. So that's good. Well, we'll talk about what might happen this, this Saturday, but we've got a caller on the air, on the line, let's say. So let's go ahead and get there, and we'll uh, get the comments, and we'll move on. All right, go ahead. How's it going, Tim? Well, uh, talk to me. Well, I, I listened to the game Saturday night and uh, really enjoyed it myself. So uh, I was surprised that uh, 
Were y'all surprised on the TV with the game? I guess were you surprised it went for for the end of the half there? That Chips have kept saying they're going to bring the field goal unit out. Of course, they uh, run the ball there at the end of the half and scored the horn at the half, made it 42 nothing instead of getting that field goal. I wasn't surprised a bit. I mean, when you're on the one-yard line with the with the dominant team, you, you go ahead and score. Now, had that been the third or fourth quarter, I think something would have been different. But in the first half, I think you, most coaches will say you, you play the first half like there's nothing on the scoreboard. Second half, you'd play a little different. But uh, I, I know Stock, he made it in the postgame comments. I think he was a little bit wary of scoring that touchdown, frankly. I, I'm not, not sure he wouldn't have been okay if we just kind of left it at the 15-yard line. But once we got it down to the one, well, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I understand what you mean. Yeah, I understand. I, I just asked what Chip was saying. He, I, I, he thought they might bring the field goal unit out. And, sure. And I, I tried to do me so close to it. Like I said, they made it anyway, so it don't really matter. But, uh, no, it, say, three but, or seven there I, didn't matter at all. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it, it was a big, or, or zero, big, let's big, say it that way. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Well, it was a big crowd of over 22,000 hours, so it was a big crowd. It's on radio. It was, it was a great you know, game and broadcast. But what I did want to say, I was at the district golf tournament today, so I just want to say, uh, first of all, uh, I just wanted to tell you all the teams that are going to advance next week. Uh, the Rockville boys won the district the district again this year. The boys team did the golf boys golf. Black Blackman Blackman finished second. Oakland finished third on the boys side. The the girl the girls Central Magnet won the girls. Uh, you can't be uh, surprised Blackman by that. Was second Blackman was second, and Rockville was third. The girls the girls. Uh, golf. So th- all those six teams, uh, three boys and three girls, they will be playing next week, next Monday at Indian Hills, a region tournament. This is Indian Hills next Monday. Today was Indian Hills, a district. Next week be the region tournament for the region. The other district now will be coming up. Yeah, gotcha. To play the, uh, and Central Magnet now, they've got two eighth grade girls, and they shot, one of them shot today 76, one of them shot 80. Hey, they won the shot. They won the I did that for nine once upon a time. They won the district title by 20 strokes, 20 <laughs> shots. 20 shots. And they, they, next week, now next week, there's 14 golfers. Girls going to be playing up here next week in the region tournament. Six of them are ninth graders. Two of them eighth graders. Yeah. Sounds like a good place to recruit. What do you think about that, Ms. Jordan? You think you, you, think you, think you get them in, in your foursome? Well, if you had those two scores together, I shot that. Uh, 156, that's not too bad. <laughs> Jeff, we got to let you go. we got to take a break. Hey, well, I know. I just went to y'all. And y'all have a good show. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Good enough. Uh, yeah, well, golf starts earlier than anything else. People don't understand. Golf starts in TWSAA before school even starts. Right. Uh, I'm not sure exactly why that is, but it, it does. And so they're already getting ready for a state championship here in about two weeks. Let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, we'll talk a little bit more about Middle Tennessee. And then we got high school football to talk about as well on All Sports Talk. You don't have hot dogs or apple pie or no Chevrolet to drive, but we have some hickory smoke wings you're just dying to try. You'll try them, you'll like them, you'll give some to a friend. So on a dare, just stop on by and bring in a friend. Slick Pig Barbecue, 1920 East Main. Wamsley and the Wealth Cycle. This is the Wealth Cycle that I've taught for 30 years. Buy one house, 10 houses, an apartment, two apartments, 820, 500 units, 1,000 units, 2,000, 5,000 units. And as you keep putting the money and the profits back in, you become one of those rich people and much quicker than you'd even believe. Learn Dell's Wealth Cycle at GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. Use promo code 2022. Save 60%. Code 2022. GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. GiveMeTotalFreedom.com. Hello. This is Lenny Farmer with Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Often when a man or woman finish pre-planning their funerals with me, I hear, we should have done this 10 years ago. Or, I thought about doing this years ago, but just never got around to it. Seems that we often put off the inevitable for ourselves. As one wise pastor put it, it's never too late to do what's right. Why not mark down on your calendar to call me to talk about your funeral needs at 615-893-2422. It's never too late. 
At State Farm, when home and auto work as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm agent Andy Wama. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. We talked Middle Tennessee football a little bit. Uh, Jeff, I don't know if you're aware of this stat or not, but Chase Cunningham in the first half of Colorado State and the Tennessee State game combined 44 of 51 <laughs> in the first half of those two games combined. That, Tell me, how efficient is that? That's pretty efficient. And I know there had to be a drop in there, too, somewhere. Uh, but, my goodness, that's that's 80-some-odd percent. That, it means you're going to score some points, wouldn't you think? I would think so, yeah. And then you got a 100-yard rusher on top of that. The, 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 the run by Frank Peasant in the second half, the middle was, like I said, going to run the football, and they're down on, like, the 15-yard line, their own. And he gets loose and takes it to the house. And the big boy rumbled, stumbled, and got down to about the 10-yard line. Then he made a fancy move and got into the end zone. So, uh, pretty neat for that. That was the last touchdown Middle Tennessee scored. Uh, nice to see some kids get some, some duty. But you talk about Eddie George. Uh, there had to be a time, yeah, he had to be looking at the sky thinking, oh, man, what, what, what am I into here? Yeah, I, th- I think so. Of course, we, we had a, a, a time – well, it's, I guess it's sort of difficult to even talk about it without, without maybe sounding racist, and you don't want to certainly don't want to do that. That's not me or you. Um, but there was a time when the his, historically black colleges were were not historically black; they were black, okay. And Tennessee State was one of those, and they got the finest players, and I, I can think of a. Ed Tall Jones comes to mind. You know, I mean, just as one. Uh, and but now, who was the quarterback that was the, the gunslinger? That was so good, I can't, oh, who, can't call who, his name. Uh, Slender Gilliam. looking guy, Joe Gilliam. Yeah, Jefferson Street Joe, and a fine quarterback. And a matter of fact, he he a quarterback my my uh, Commanders Redskins for a while. Uh, but at any rate. Well, those days, frankly, are gone. Sure. Uh, people all over the country are recruiting people from all over the country. And uh, if, if Notre Dame wants you and Tennessee State wants you, you know, what does that say? I, well, you're, what you're saying is back in that day in the 60s, for sure, for sure, those black athletes, great athletes, could not get into a Notre Dame or many, Kentucky or Tennessee for many the most part. that's or, true. We're not recruited heavily by that. Once, once that line was broken... Uh, it became tougher and tougher, and now, now Tennessee State—they're just not the same Tennessee State we remember from 40, 50 years ago. I was watching when uh, they were great, by the way. I imagine you um, probably flip from channel to channel like I do and look at one game for a while, I another do. game for a while. Uh, known and, to do that. Yeah, yeah and, and many times—I mean, not just once or twice or ten times yesterday—but the announcer would say so and so, you know, had a, a twelve-yard run. And he's he he just transferred in from somewhere sure, else. Sure, and uh, and a lot of those players played one and two years somewhere else, and then the transfer portal and it got them a better, hopefully a better spot. I don't know if that's true or not. Well, I don't, I don't know if you if you, if you can get that or not. I don't have any idea. The young man who returned uh, kickoffs for Tennessee State, which he had a lot of kickoffs to return, of course, since you didn't yeah. score that many points. Was transferred from Middle Tennessee to Tennessee State last year, and I got a feeling that each time he was tackled about the 25-30 yard line, he got a earful from a player or two about uh, "Welcome back to Murfreesboro." <laughs> Should have stayed here. I, I don't know. Um, I, I just think that, and it's not just Tennessee State's problem; it's also Middle's problem as to where you're going to get players from. Sure. And it's Tennessee Tech, and it's Austin P, and it's Murray, and it's all these. I don't know whether you call them small. But middle-level teams from middle-level conferences, and all of them have got uh, issues and challenges in that area. There's no question. 
Well, I mean, the, the, the question of God, and, and talking about women's basketball, for example, uh, Rick Ensel's got a tremendous sophomore uh, player that uh, developed last year at 6'5". That I, I'm seriously afraid, will he be able to hang on to her? And, and from a coaching standpoint, you develop a player and then they, they get recruited by a bigger school, you could break your heart. I, I'm hopeful she'll, she'll be around, and, and there's no indication that she's going to do otherwise. But uh, the same thing happens in football, for sure. I mean, you you get two or three good players that, that leave, but the other side of that, you hopefully get some to come back. That's why, it's, to me, it's so unpredictable now in college football is what you got because you, you lose players by graduation, and then you lose players through the portal, and then you get players through the court portal, and you sign freshmen. Well, you know the freshmen aren't going to play, but the portal players, you expect when they, you sign them, you expect them to come in and play, don't you? Yes. Yes, and I, I'll just I'll just pick a school, and and then you know it could be anybody, but let's say you were you were the head coach at Kentucky. Let's just say you that was sure. your job, all right. I I would I would find somebody on my staff, and I say, look, I want to know, you know, we, we need a wide out receiver. Yeah, we've got to have an, another guy, and we were graduating to something, whatever. I want you to study Austin P, Middle Tennessee State, Murray, Moorhead, and Bowling Green, anybody within a couple of hundred mile radius where we can get to easily, and let's find out who these people are and who, see who we can steal, literally, but legally, sure. from one of these schools. And I don't care what kind of a great recruiting job that, that Middle Tennessee does, if you had a chance and Kentucky came in and offered you well, you might go. Well, on top of that, you've got the uh, image likeness that you can pay people. Uh, you know, what middle is going to be able to pay compared to Kentucky or Tennessee or Notre Dame or Ohio State? It, it's not comparison, comparable at all. No way. So, uh, let's see how it goes. Now, what what middle has to do, Jeff, is is, is out-compete out the other schools in the same boat, right? Because right. Marshall faces the same problems. Western Kentucky faces the same problems. UAB faces the same problems. That's the people we have to make sure we can stay ahead of if if we can. Have you seen any ads with uh, college athletes in them? Not yet. I haven't I, seen one. I haven't either. I, I don't know. Uh, but there are million dollar deals that have been signed. Oh yeah. I would. I mean, I, now we. I, I don't know where we would um, encounter that this soon, but. Um, I would think somebody more the the money is hey it's not any little you know we might not in all sports talk be able to get a middle player or two on that thing we can pay them about five bucks we could do better than that five <laughs> couldn't we let's <laughs> ask Chip Walters I don't know let, 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 let's let's uh, before we get to the break let's talk about Middle Tennessee in in Miami this Saturday or, or the rest of the season as, as you said we're all confused. Is it yeah. is James Madison really that good? Was Middle Tennessee really that bad on that Saturday? Just the one Saturday is we know Tennessee State's not a great team, but still forty nine to six Jeff is pretty impressive. Forty two to nothing at halftime. We know Colorado State's not a great team, but when you're up thirty four to nothing on the road, that's pretty impressive as well. Uh, I don't expect they're going to be up thirty four to nothing in Miami. Uh, I'd like to think but so, I, but, but I, I certainly don't so. don't hope that. The, and don't expect that it's going to be 42, 47 to uh, for, well, 42 to 7 or whatever against James Madison. Uh, <clears throat> Middleton needs to go down and make a good showing to keep the fan base alive, right? I, I, I would hope we could do well enough to where maybe we could, you know, have another one of those large crowds that we had on Saturday night. I think that would be a wonderful thing for the program and, and, and for everybody, coaches and players alike. Because, my goodness, we know last year and the year before, they played before almost empty stadiums uh, a couple of times, and that's got to be demoralizing. Well, let's say it this way. At 2-1, and one, I still think a lot of people, are, and maybe even including me, are not convinced how good this football team is. No, I agree with you. Or how bad this football team is, or how middle of the road we are. But uh, th this game, and then San Antonio comes in the next week, Jeff, at home, and they're really good. So th those two games are going to be very challenging. But after that, the, the schedule becomes a little bit more playable down the line. And if this is a good football team, which I think it's got, to, maybe it is, uh, could go seven and five, eight and four, Jeff. 
Oh, I tell you that, what. That, that, that's, I, that, that's, that's out there on a limb, though, isn't it? I don't know whether you're dreaming or not, but I, I like the dream. That would be wonderful. Well, <laughs> if Miami beats the 60, then I'll take, take, I withdraw my deal. But I, I think Middle Tennessee's going to go down and play well. Well, we, we're going to find out. In what I do days. know is that what I think <laughs> don't matter. That's true. <laughs> Let's take a break. Chip Walters is going to tell us all about it on the Blue Raider Insider Report right after this. Once a fear weather strikes, we break in. Tornado warning for central Rutherford County. Our own meteorologist giving you a complete Rutherford County forecast. You should be in shelter already. In there is no safer place in the storm. News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Still this heavy traffic trying to get west of town from an earlier wreck out there on 40 westbound near Whitebridge Pike. Again, it slowed it down pretty good. I'm looking at uh, creep and beep out through here on 40 westbound at 46th Avenue. Heavy traffic trying to get into Kentucky. I still see a huge delay on 65 northbound. Again, leaving Tennessee trying to get into Kentucky. It's uh, just a wall of traffic. Obergatlinburg Restaurant and Lounge celebrating Oktoberfest. It kicks off in two days. Check it out at obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Premier Six Theater on Broad in Jackson Heights. Let's all go to the movies. Let's Check out what's showing at MurfreesboroMovies.com. Popcorn popped fresh daily. Premier Six on Broad in Jackson Heights. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. Every team knows which play can be the winning move. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris, here to help life go right by combining your home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-893-1417. It's a winning move that saves you time and money. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. When you think insurance, think Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance 200 South Lowry in Smyrna. Rayburn is an independent agency, so Wayne will shop multiple national companies to make your best insurance deal. It's personal with Wayne, whether working in community, schools, or insurance. Trust Wayne Blair, your full-service insurance agent. 390-8476. Wayne Blair, Rayburn Insurance, 390-8476. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS. On FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Happy Hump Day, everybody. Blue Raider football on the road traveling to Miami to take on the 25th ranked Hurricanes this weekend at Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Lakes. Uh, But today, also a day where the blackout T-shirt and ticket packages went on sale for next Friday's game against UTSA. The official blackout ticket T-shirt package for the game is available starting today. Sales are in-person only this year with two different packages available for purchase. For general fans, 15 bucks that gets you an end zone reserve ticket and the 22 blackout T-shirt. Student guest package is 12 bucks with a student guest ticket and a 2022 blackout t-shirt t-shirt sizes available on a first come first serve basis uh, fans can purchase packages uh, s- starting today at blue raider ticket office at gate 1a in floyd stadium at textbook brokers located right across from the greenland drive parking lot on greenland drive at raider tees behind chewy's just off broad street and at alumni hall at the avenue 
on Medical Center Parkway. Students will have to make sure they have their blue ID with them to make their purchase, and those tickets can be uh, and packages can be purchased only at the Blue Raider Ticket Office or at Phillips Bookstore on the MTSU campus. But again, 15 bucks for the ticket and T-shirt package for next Friday night for uh, the, the conference opener with UTSA and also the night that Kevin Byard's jersey and his number 20 will be retired. All right, turning to volleyball, get ready. Coming up at 6 o'clock tonight, the Blue Raider volleyball team has its home opener against Alabama A&M. It will be streamed for free on conferenceusa.tv or cusa.tv. Last week, the Blue Raiders won two of their three matches at the Red Storm Invitational and dropped their seven-match win streak against host St. John's. Today's match against the Bulldogs of A&M will be their final non-conference match of the season before hosting the ranked Western Kentucky Hilltoppers on Saturday. The uh, middle is now 10-3 overall going into the game. Alabama A&M is 1-13, so the Blue Raiders will be heavy favorites going into tonight. But you want to have some fun, go out to Alumni Gym tonight at 6 o'clock. Right now, as a matter of fact, get on over there for the Blue Raiders and Alabama A&M. Speaking of volleyball, the conference office announced that freshman Adri Rhoda was named the Conference USA Freshman of the Week after her performance during the Red Storm Invitational. It's the third week in a row that she has earned that honor. Rhoda helped push the Blue Raiders to a 2-1 record overall at the Red Storm Invitational in New York City and was named as an all-tournament selection for the second time this year. This week, Rhoda led all Conference USA freshmen in hitting percentage, kills, kills per set, service aces, aces, points, and, and, uh, and points on the week. The Hutchinson, Minnesota native was a big part of the team's first Power 5 win since 20-14 with a 3-1 win over Boston College. Here's the football schedule this week in Conference USA. Friday night, Boise State travels to UTEP at the Sun Bowl on Saturday, middle in Miami, as we mentioned. Texas Southern at UTSA. North Texas uh, travels east and will play at Memphis. FIU is at Western Kentucky in a conference matchup. Rice at Houston. Louisiana Tech at South Alabama. FAU at Purdue. And Charlotte will play at South Carolina. All right, that's it for this Wednesday. We'll have a Thursday update for you coming up tomorrow. At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer. Find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. Chip Walters here with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. I was named a top 10 agent in the number one Exit Realty office in America in 2021. The top question I get around town, how's the market? Eh, good question. And the answer's changed a few times this year alone. I'd like to know what you've heard and share some solid data we have. Give me a call and let's have a cup of coffee and take a look at what's happening in your neighborhood. All my contact info is right on my website, choosechip.net. I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Uh, let's talk just a little bit. I don't, I don't know if you look at the uh, betting lines or not, but let's, let's play a little game of what are the numbers. Well, it's good to play with me because I haven't looked at all. Okay, well, let, let's take Middleton and see Miami. What's the number on that on that game, would you say? Okay, all right. Uh, oh, uh, Miami's favored um, is 14. 25. Okay. Western Kentucky and FIU, I found this one fascinating. Oh, I have no idea. The, the, the toppers, by 30. 
Really? <laughs> I'll take all of that. <laughs> what do you, what tell you about I don't FIU? gamble, but I can't take it, can well, I? Well, you better check out FIU before you do okay, that. Okay, that's a good idea. If, if it's 30, then, you know. Vanderbilt, Alabama. Well. Now, this isn't the same old Vanderbilt. No, it's not. Uh, it is the same old Alabama. They can hang in there close. with you. Is the game, not that it matters, but is it in Nashville? Well, or? it don't matter because it'll be an Alabama crowd either place. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah, probably so. Well, I think Alabama is favored, and I think it's probably uh, uh, three touchdowns, 21, 22. 39. Oh, that's a lot. That's I, a big number. I believe I would take Florida, Tennessee. Okay. Uh, Florida has had Tennessee's number. Any Vols fan knows that. And there have been times like this that come along before where Tennessee is the better team. Uh, not, not many people won't question that. Find a way to lose. So somehow they find a way to lose. Uh, what's the number on this game? Tennessee's favored by six. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. That's not you, you're, you're going under. You, yeah, I if am. the price is right, you would not have to worry about going over on the bid. No. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're through. Uh, I am through. I'll, I'll stop right there, even though I could go down a few more. That's the ones I remember off the top of my head that, that are. You don't think? Interest. Don't you think Tennessee will beat Florida? I do. I do too. But we've seen that movie before. We have. You're right. I'm trying to think back to the play. Was it about three or four or five years ago that they Florida was all but beat and threw this ungodly pass to the right sideline and ended up scoring a touchdown right at the end to to to, to win it and just. Fluky, lucky, yeah. But you know, it's, it's kind of what happened. I know a lot of Tennessee fans, Jeff, are not going to believe it till they see it. Like beating Alabama, that's not you know that. Well, I don't know. We shall see. That's on Saturday, of course. Middle Tennessee plays at Miami on Saturday. I think the kickoff down there is what three thirty. I believe, I believe so. Like that, you can listen to it right here on WGNS Radio to be sure. High school football. Oakland. Continues to roll, Jeff, and I don't see anything that's going to stop them this year again. They're, 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 I think they're destined for the third straight 15-0 state championship. Well, I'm not going to go that far, but I would I would say that the chances are quite good that you could be right about that. I, um, the the only thing that I see about them that's a little bit unusual, and and that is that they are giving up more points than than they're used to doing, uh, but they're also scoring a lot. And when you score a lot, you have to give up the football. And the other team is, you know, Ravenwood scored 30, I think, 30, 31, something mm -hmm, like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but Oakland beat them two or three touchdowns. Sure. So, you know, you run into that sort of thing. But I agree with you. I think I think Oakland has, has an excellent football team, very well coached. And like they've been doing for a long time, they get better every week. Behind that in Region 4, it's, 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 it's a real – mess as to who's two three four and five I mean Siegel being Riverdale was uh, good for the stars for sure but uh, no one saw that one coming I don't think it wasn't it wasn't Siegel it was Rockvale Rockvale Siegel beat Siegel beat somebody well I'm yes they did uh, yes I, I I went to the Rockvale oh Lebanon that's it Siegel beat okay. Lebanon that's it yes you're right uh, a team that I think was rated like fourth or fifth in the state that, that's yeah. E either way, good for the stars for that, and you're right about Rockville and Riverdale. I hope the stars are back. Uh, they they've shown signs in the past of, of getting better, and then and then fell back. But but right now it's looking pretty bright over there. I think that's that's wonderful. And I did go to the Rockville Riverdale game uh, this past week. Huge crowd at Rockville, uh, and that game was no fluke. Believe me, uh, that Rockville outplayed them. Um, and did well. I think it was well. It was. I believe Riverdale led it for seven to three for a long time. But uh, Rockville got a touchdown, then got another one in the closing minutes and put it away. You were on the school board at the time this happened. Am I not right that Rockville, when they opened up, got more students from Riverdale than any other school? They got I a think bunch. Riverdale, Riverdale mm -hmm. fans will tell you that that they, and they lost an awful lot of good athletes to Rockville. Yeah, I don't. I don't know about the athletes. And the reason that I don't know is I didn't want to know. Sure, exactly. I I get that. Uh, yeah, uh, but you evidently right, you would hey, look, be correct. Look, if, if if you're in that situation and you lose one good football player, it's one too many. We we you and know then, and then turn around and get beat by Rockville. I'm sure that was hard for a lot of Riverdale fans to to, to deal with. Yes, perhaps so. I, I but you know that that rezoning took place a good while ago. But sure. I, but I I agree with you. Now they also got a lot of people from Blackman. Uh, went to Rockville as well. 
Um, but I, I'm I'm glad to see Rockville doing well, and they're 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 very supportive community. So, and I I was glad to, I was glad to see that. It's a beautiful facility at Rockville. It's really nice. Uh, so you know, they're entitled to whatever they can earn, and they've earned it. They earned that. So win. where did that leave us? Was two, three, four? Is Blackman well? It left, be number two. You think it left Riverdale with two losses and and haven't played Oakland yet. Uh, so I mean, it's, it's going to be tough. I would think for Riverdale to finish, uh, th- they could do it now. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not picking winners here, but I'm just saying it's going to be tough for Riverdale to finish uh, uh, better than three, and maybe that maybe four and. If Siegel beats Lebanon, that means they're capable of being a factor in this deal, too. I, mean, I agree. Some, somebody's got to be number five. That's right. And it's it's hard to say who that's going to be right now. And that person's staying home. And I think we can say that it's probably not going to be Oakland. And I think we can say it's not probably not going to be Blackman, either, because of Blackman, Blackman, Blackman meet Riverdale, as we know. Sure. Smyrna's doing well in their region. Uh, they're going to get into the playoffs. Laverne... Just not going to get it done, are they? No, I'm afraid not. In, in, in what's not a particularly strong region outside of Smyrna and Cane Ridge, say those seasons are both awfully good. Middle Tennessee Christian Schools had its ups and downs this year as well, uh, after a tremendous season last year. And uh, as you know, Jeff, when you get the playoffs, that's what really matters. The Christian School will be in the playoffs, and uh, we'll just have to see how, how well they go. I think they got a shot to do well again if they. The stars align the right way. I agree with you 100%. I think they're a, a dangerous team that can certainly move the football. And they also, evidently, and I listened to the coaches' show on Saturday morning, uh, Cougar Corner, at, uh, usually comes on about 10 o'clock. And uh, I, I think they're well coached, what I've heard and a little bit I've seen. And I, I think they're going to be a, a, a factor for sure. And that brings us to Eagleville. You keep up with Eagleville. Right. closer than most do bring us up to speed with them well first of all i think they're i believe they're two and two and two is that right well they played five times five and i guess they're two and three uh and I, I don't think the future for this year is particularly bright but uh, floyd walker does a does a really good job i really like his approach to to everything he's he is really uh, uh well i don't know if this is right or not but why uh, to put it but He's a professional high school coach, you know. Yeah. He knows how to go about it and how to approach it. Um, but one one thing happened to him this year that you just can't control. He lost his best player. And when you when you do that at Eagleville and you've got you know thirty five to forty five kids and you've lost your best offensive player, you're going to have problems. And he's got some problems. Yeah. At, at certainly at that at that AAA level, to be sure, uh, you you like to have the best athlete on the field. That, that that makes a big much bigger difference than it does in 6A, and you certainly can't afford to lose your best player. Well, he's also in a in a league uh, in a region over there, and and his opposition are really good. Moore County's got one of the best teams they've had in a while. Chapel Hill was tough. I mean, he he's got he he he's got good opposition. We are halfway through the season, five and zero. Uh, hard to believe in it. Five games in. Uh, most teams will play the next week, and maybe two before we get into fall break week. I think it's week seven or eight is when so many teams will take that that, that weekend off because there are eleven weeks you got you got to take one off anyway. Uh, your, your thoughts on this Thursday night deal that the, you know the schools are having to play on Thursday night because of the officials shortage? It seems like it's working out okay. Yeah, it seems like it's going all right. Now I don't know how much money it's cost the schools to play on Thursday uh, because usually you have a crowd that's a little bit down uh, on a Thursday. Uh, because people got to go to work the next morning if you plan on a Thursday night. Maybe they don't go as often. But uh, I haven't heard many complaints. Have you? I no, haven't. Not, not, not at all. As a uh, matter of fact, a lot of schools had, had chosen to play on Thursday night mm-hmm. in years past. Mm-hmm. We had um, uh, uh, a, a situation where, well, if you took that Thursday off, then you could go scout. Too. Sure. You sure. know, which is nice. Of course, if you're playing on a Thursday, everybody can come scout you. <laughs> well, in this day and time with uh, all the videotapes that are out there now, going to somebody and scout, not tough to do. You can just go to the, the network and, and, and pick up about any game you want to. It's time to take our last break. We're going to come back and wrap things up. But baseball's got to be talked about. i got to talk about the Braves. And i got to talk about the Commanders. I mean, the Washington 
Commanders. We got to talk to Jeff about Why? that. Why? <laughs> oh, they're your favorite team. Okay, we'll be right back. Listen each weekday morning at 9 o'clock for the roundtable here on News Radio WGNS. Interesting hosts and guests with the news, views, politics, sports, and people that are shaping Rutherford County here on News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon. Still this heavy traffic trying to get west of town from an earlier wreck out there on 40 westbound near Whitebridge Pike. Again, it slowed it down pretty good. I'm looking at uh, creep and beep out through here on 40 westbound at 46th Avenue. Heavy traffic trying to get into Kentucky. I still see a huge delay on 65 northbound. Again, leaving Tennessee trying to get into Kentucky. It's uh, just a wall of traffic. Obergatlinburg Restaurant and Lounge celebrating Oktoberfest. It kicks off in two days. Check it out at obergatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We do it your way Pizza. You can order Murphy Sproul's favorite pizza online. SirPizzaTN.com. Carry out and delivery for dinner tonight at SirPizzaTN.com. You've seen the ads out there. Companies wanting to buy your home. But why sell yourself short when you can get fair market value? I'm Lisa Patton. If you have an estate to settle or a home to sell, call Parks Auction. We'll work with you to sell your home or property in any condition with no costly repairs on your timeline. Why accept one offer when you can have multiple? You need Parks Auction. We look out for your best interest. Call Parks Auction today. We handle everything. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Hey. Well, they first always play tonight. They play at home. It'll be on WGNS a little after seven o'clock after the uh, after the Stockstill Blue Raider show, right? <coughs> so, you know, we're going to hear the very best in sports tonight. I hope. Um, and Braves, well, we we can't seem to catch. Well, we caught the Mets twice, and then fell behind uh, the next day. You know, a game and a half or two out, and so that's kind of where we are now. Um, so I don't know, and I'm not sure how important it is. Now, you know, you said that something about a home field advantage, which is true, um, but they overcame everything last year, so I guess they could do it again. I just happen to think. Rick Stock's alive. Tides mm-hmm. are on tonight. Mm-hmm. Braves baseball's on tonight. That's right. Vikings are on tonight. You, you're a Vikings fan, I know. Oh, yes. I love the Vikings. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> are you getting used to this Commanders thing? I mean, Washington Commanders. Is, no. Is it rolling off your tongue yet? No. I call them the Redskins all the time. How long will it take for, for that to... In my case? Uh, well, I'm talking about in general. I'm not talking about people like you. <laughs> Uh, well, most people will learn in a year or two, I guess, and they'll quit calling them the Redskins. And the Cleveland baseball team is called the Car- Guardians. There you go. I was going to say, so you got it. I'm, I've got it all right, but both names are stupid. <laughs> I don't like either one of them. Well, they're not They're not what they were. No, that's correct. They're not. And uh, I was thinking about that coming in here. The Baltimore Ravens were the Cleveland Browns once upon a time. That is correct. When Art Modell picked up in the middle of the night and moved to Baltimore. That is correct. I was a Cleveland Browns fan. Did not follow that. Baltimore Ravens didn't sound quite right, so I forget that. Then the Browns come back and get another team, which isn't the same team. So I'm no longer a fan of the Browns in either device. Kind of a shame. They still have the dog pound, though, I guarantee you. I guess they do. Yeah. Well, of course, the team that moved to Baltimore took the place of the Colts who moved from Baltimore in the middle of the night to Indianapolis. So, I mean, you know, it all worked out. Everybody's got a team. <laughs> yeah, the culture, Baltimore Colts, right? That's right. Indianapolis Colts. But they've been there for how, how many years now, Jeff? Uh, I don't know. but A whole bunch. Good, a good while. And I was a Baltimore Colt fan. I really liked them, uh, but, but no more. I don't like them at all now. <laughs> well, well uh, let's, let's go back to baseball. Back to baseball. Back to baseball. Dodgers have already won their 100th mm-hmm. game that Super strong in, in the National League, to be sure. Uh, they are the team to beat, beat, aren't they? Yes, I would think so. Good the Yankees, team. on the other side, have had their down in the last four or five weeks, right? Yeah, they're... they bounced back. They had a pretty, pretty low... But they're still 
a formidable opponent on this side. I, I just I would just walk the judge guy every time he came to the plate. He wouldn't be hitting home runs off my pitching staff unless the bases were loaded. I just <laughs> hey, pass that guy on. <laughs> Where are you on the Albert Pujols watch? Are you, you interested to see him hit yeah. the, the number seven hundred? I think that would be wonderful if he did that. I I still don't think he'll do it, he's, but he he's could. got too too short. And he's got. You said nineteen, sixteen games. Yeah, you counted uh, for the Braves. Yeah, he's got a he's got a shot, and I was I was thinking the other <laughs> night, and then I heard on the radio on TV rather that, that somebody had talked about it. I would move him up in the order, maybe if I could do it without damaging my baseball team, where he well, might. The Cardinals be, need to win. Yeah, well, I they agree need, with that. They have to be careful about messing up too much. But anyway, I would think it'd be wonderful if he hit seven hundred. But he doesn't seem to care, does he? He, he he just said he would you know play it out and see what happens. What what are you supposed to say? Yeah, I, I know. I, my guess is yes, but it, it would be exciting. And I was never a Pujols fan, but uh, what was it two or three years ago? He was set out to 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 pasture more more or less. He came back to St. Louis and he's had a really good year. He has. He's done very very well, and he certainly could play another year. If he wanted, I'm sure they'd be glad to have him back and, and I, you know, et cetera. He'd make a great DH if he used one and, and that sort of thing. Uh, but now whether he's going to actually do that or not, he says no. He says he's done. So I guess we'll we'll see. High school football coming up uh, this week. Uh, you don't have these games in front of you, and I don't have them either. Uh, I know Siegel, am I right, Siegel and Oakland play? This week, I, I I don't know. I don't remember. What we, uh, we our board operator is seeking the information as we speak, and he he's already messed up on a commercial, so he's very worried about that, and he's in deep prayer and meditation. He's doing yoga over there, and he's he's about to say something, and here it comes. It's Jeff's doing play by play on the board op. One team is playing another team, <laughs> and they both have. A 12, 11 players and on the field and and we've got somebody's playing Tim Friday night. I guarantee you this: Brian Barrett and John Dinkins and others will be there to bring the action to the folks. I will not be there. Well, let's just say it this way: we're going to take get out of here in mm-hmm. just a second, and we're going to head to Chip Walters and Rick Stocks to live, six to seven o'clock, followed by Braves baseball. Where are they? The Boulevard? At the Boulevard. You know, I was out there seriously, and I'm not here to to promote anybody, but I was out there the other night for a, a, a dinner and a sandwich and so forth, and it was delicious. It was really good. It will be lively tonight with the Titans and the oh, yeah. Rick Stocks Alive and all that going on, and, and a Braves fan or two amongst them. Let's take, take it on out of here, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Monty Hill will be in tomorrow for more All Sports Talk. Thank you, Tim. All Sports.